재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We like to start off the week by thinking about your health and getting some advice for living a healthier life according to the rules of traditional Korean wisdom. And we have our own traditional doctor in the house, Yesu Jennifer Lee. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Long time no see. Yes, long time no see. Wonderful Welcome to back. see you again. Thank you. <laughs> um, have you ever seen the movie Fight Club? No, I haven't. What is it about? Uh, well, I, let's not go into the whole movie, but I just mm. the very beginning of it, opens with this scene where he's sitting kind of in front of his TV and he describes this state of mind where you're not completely asleep and you're not completely awake. Oh, it reminds me of the topic of the week today. Our topic of the week is jet lag and Mm -hmm. I think that state of mind that he's in, he can't really tell if he's awake or asleep, really describes how you feel after a transcontinental flight. Mm -hmm, I'm an expert on that lately because I've been making those. it's, it, have you had major jet lag in recent times? Um, yes, last winter when I came back from New York, mm-hmm. it was basically a whole bunch of sleeplessness and also the fatigue all mixture at the same time. It's the weirdest feeling, isn't it? Yes, it is. You pop awake at maybe two in the morning mm-hmm. and you feel like you want to study for a PhD, but you have no ability to concentrate. <laughs> no, no, that's it's not like at all. spinning your wheels. Your tires are spinning in the mud. So what is jet lag? I mean... Yes, so many people really assume that it's considered merely a state of mind, Mm. whereas studies recently have shown that this condition actually results from an imbalance of our body's natural biological clock. Of course. Yes, caused by traveling to different time zones. So your body basically has an internal clock, which is called circadian rhythm, that signals your body when to stay awake and when to go to bed. And And this is, I mean, this is thousands of years of evolution Mm -hmm. uh, responding to light and temperature cues. I mean, all of nature does it, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this basically is something that your body responds to basically to light. And jet lag can occur anytime you cross two or more time zones. Mm -hmm. And basically, it it turns out that your body goes out of sync with the time in your new locale, whereas your body within your body or internal clock is basically where you're from. It's like somebody flip-flopped the sun and the moon, you know. Yes. Uh, it definitely takes a, mm-hmm. a day or so. Have you ever noticed, I, I, one thing I've noticed is that going east to, mm-hmm. say, the east coast of the United States yes. is much harder than coming back to Korea. Is that in my imagination? It's very interesting that you actually say that because that was what I was going to say today. That was one of the things that I was going to emphasize because many people do say that it goes very difficult when you go to the easterly direction. Mm. Uh, For example, if you're going to the U.S. or for example, if you're coming back from New York um, because that's also an easterly direction. Uh, Other way... uh, in other words, if, if you think about it from the point of time being, if you're losing time, it becomes better than you're where, where you're gaining time. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Well, going to the East Coast, you essentially have to repeat a day. Mm-hmm. Basically, yes. Um, is that what makes you so tired or... Um, yes, so many people, well, we don't really see why, why this is occurring, but we basically uh, talk about this in terms of the melatonin and the circadian rhythms. So if you th- think about the circadian rhythm, which is a 24-hour mm-hmm. cycle called uh, circadian rhythm, um, it's measured by the distinct rise and fall of the body temperature. And it really uh, is corresponding to, for example, certain hormones and also biological conditions. Mm-hmm. And these are, expo- uh, these are well, influenced by our exposure to sunlight so if you think about this easterly direction it basically makes you more exposed to sunlight in a longer term i see 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you're completely shaking up your circadian rhythm when mm-hmm. you get on one of these long flights and yes. uh, completely change the time of day. Your body thinks it's one time and uh, the world thinks it's another time. Yes. What, what are the symptoms that arise? I mean, we all know the sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. For example, like you just said, uh, disturbed sleep. Um, another thing is daytime fatigue, which I'm very sure many of you are f- familiar with. Mm. Another thing is you have difficulty concentrating or functioning at your usual level you mm-hmm, you do have headaches and dizziness um, many people do complain of uh, stomach problems constipation and diarrhea um, and also just a general feeling of not feeling well as well as irritability and mood changes but otherwise enjoy your trip <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. yeah so jet lag um, my typical symptom is you know I wake up at maybe three in the morning mm-hmm. ready to cure cancer you know and then by around four or five in the afternoon I go down like a bomb. Yes, you're uh, Sonia, basically. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to fight that. The, 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 mm-hmm. You know, I know they have all these hacks out there like, you know, taking a vitamin and water and all that stuff. But yes. the best way is just to fight through and go to sleep at the normal hour in your new location, right? Yes, uh, that's one way. So there are some remedies that we do have to emphasize, uh, for example, for jet lag. Uh, one basically is uh, basically controlling the amount of sunlight that you're seeing, for example, throughout your uh, trip. Uh, as well as before and after your uh, flight, uh, because basically your your eyes that you see, uh, where you're seeing the sunlight uh, responds to this light amount of light that you're seeing. Mm. So it it basically signals your brain, which is called hypothalamus, and then it really basically turns on your melatonin levels. One thing that really worked nicely, uh, mm-hmm. one of our team members got me this uh, little gift. It was a cartoony mask. Yeah. And you put it on and it's got warmth, right? You, yes. Something chemical starts warmth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about putting the warmth over your eyes and your sinuses. Yeah. But it knocked me out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's very, very nice. I was nice. out cold within a... I thought, okay, I'll try this silly little thing and... Two minutes later, I'm out cold. Wow, that's very, very, very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's got their thing. I think hydration is probably key, right? Yes, dehydration also contributes to some symptoms of jet lag, uh, which is basically humidity levels, which is very low in airplanes. And if you don't drink enough water during your flight, you can basically get more dehydrated, basically worsening your symptoms of jet lag. You know what I found out recently? Did you know that uh, the pilots up in the cockpit of the planes have their own private air supply? They do? Up in the cockpit of of major airliner planes, the pilots have their own little private oxygen supply, and the rest of us in the back are having this, you know, recycled air. Oh, I feel so left out all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, they need it. I mean, they need to be really clear. But airplane air generally is horrendous. Yes, it is. Um, And it it is said that some research shows that changes in cabin pressure, air pressure, as well as high altitudes, uh, basically associated with air travel, may contribute to some symptoms of jet lag, regardless of the travel across time zones. Hmm. So basically, your environment of the airplane basically influences your jet lag. I suppose it's hard to apply some of the traditional Korean medical wisdom because there were not transcontinental flights in the <laughs> Joseon, you know? Yes. But but putting it into a framework of, mm-hmm. of traditional wisdom, what's happening? Well, uh, for the management and treatment of jet lag, because symptoms are temporary, we basically recommend home remedies for jet lag. Mm. Uh, one would be to basically uh, straighten out your circadian rhythms. Um, and before and after reaching the destination, upon arrival, uh, we 
do recommend some of the home remedies and therapies that you can do. For example, you have to select a flight if you can that allows an evening arrival and stay up until 10 p.m. Uh, upon your destination. So important. Mm -hmm. And one thing is strategic napping uh, throughout your flight as well. Uh, Especially at the basic time to nap is uh, at nighttime in the time zone being traveled to. So power naps, for example, for around 20 minutes may help to reduce daytime sleepiness. I used to try to sleep on flights. You know, I would take some uh, a tablet or or something and try and get some Mm shut-eye on a flight. Mm -hmm. But I think it's... um, I prefer the method nowadays of just assuming the flight's going to be miserable uh, and <laughs> getting there hopefully at nighttime yeah. and maybe uh, checking into a hotel or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. taking the pill then, a sleeping pill, an over-the-counter sleeping pill, yes. and just powering through that first night. And that tends to more or less take care of mm-hmm. much of the jet lag. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, there is an OTC product, especially in the U.S., that's called melatonin, sure. which I just mentioned. Um, it's not an OTC product in Korea. You have to over get the counter pre- OTC. Yes. yes. Uh, so you can't get it over the counter in Korea. You have to get a prescription. But I didn't know that. Uh, yes. So in Korea, it's not an over the counter huh. product. Okay. <laughs> and uh, melatonin is naturally secreted a hormone in humans that affects the body's circadian rhythms. Um, there is some evidence that when administered. During the day, melatonin increases the tendency to sleep, but at night, the amount of sleep is unaffected. So basically, there is mixed evidence that melatonin helps treat secondary sleep disorders or prevents jet lag, but it doesn't really increase the amount of sleep that you get. Melatonin, it's basically when the temperature and the light change in Mm -hmm. the circadian rhythm, Mm -hmm. that's the hormone that the body secretes in order to put you to sleep. So taking it externally kind of stands to reason. It would encourage you to sleep. gives you weird dreams. Have you ever taken melatonin? No, never. I never did. Weird, vivid, colorful dreams. Wow. Yeah. Almost <laughs> like very... these lucid, yeah. You know, I, I mean, depending on how you're predisposed, those could mm-hmm. be either nightmares or just mm-hmm. wacky dreams. I tend to find it's more, you know, just a strange storyline kind of thing. Okay, so you have to take it during the day. That's one thing that I have to recommend. And, okay. And the other thing is, um, we don't really recommend, especially in Korea, to take melatonin because it does have mixed results. So some studies say it doesn't really help the symptoms of jet lag, whereas the others say it does help to some extent. Mm. So it's not exactly clarified when it comes to the effect of melatonin to jet lag symptoms. Such a difference in Korea. Americans pop it like candy. You can get like a a huge bottle of them in a big box store. Yes. Actually, there's been a number of studies as well for the utilization of melatonin in the U.S. And uh, some other common sense, I suppose you want to curtail the alcohol and caffeine, right? As usual. Uh, You have to really watch out the use of caffeine as well as alcohol. All right. Well, mm-hmm. those are some common sense solutions to uh, minimize jet lag. I guess uh, you're never going to escape it completely when you travel. That'll be a good starter for us to see each other again, Jennifer. I uh, appreciate you coming in. Thank you.